Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection, coming to you live from L.A. Christina Martin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me yet again. We have a nice um, sunset hour going on right now, but I think oh. next week we're going to start into the um, daylight savings, right? Um, I know. I darkness. just went for a walk. I just went for a walk around the neighborhood and thought, oh my God, this is 4.30 and next week it's going to be 3.30. I was like, oh, oh. This, the sun's <laughs> going to be going down early. Like next week, right? And this will be five o'clock. So mm, we're um, heading in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tonight we're going to be talking about the full moon and the fact that Halloween is on Saturday. And so it's just a couple of days away. And I know we're kind of a little bit ahead of our um, our schedule here, you know, because Halloween's still a few days off. But we did want to do something for Halloween, especially because it's a very auspicious Halloween, right? We have a full moon on Halloween day, and it's a blue moon, which means that it's the second full moon of October. And in order for that to happen, it means you have to have a full moon really, really early in the month in order to be able to get a full moon really, Mm. really late in the month. I don't Mm. even think that it can happen. Very, It would be super rare, I think, if it can even happen on months with 30 days. So, but it can, because the first one, yes, because the first one was on the 1st of October. And so now we're having it on the 31st of October. And then it's, it's just really auspicious. And, you know, I had written in the in the blurb about this show, how much darker can it get? And the truth is, is that the full moon is obviously makes things lighter. Yes. So, so, I mean, hopefully we're anticipating that for, for the next week or next seven days between now and next Wednesday. So yeah, lots, lots of, lots of really good intense energy out there in the Scorpio season. We talked about that last week and, and the deeper meanings of Scorpio and how to navigate some of that. I think that the full moon represents an axis because it's now the Taurus, because the full moon will be in Taurus, because that's what's opposite to Scorpio. So Mm -hmm. if the sun's in Scorpio and we're having a full moon, the moon has to be opposite sun. That's the way in which the moon is full. So again, like just as an example, if we have a full moon when it's Leo, right, when the sun is in Leo during the summer in August, that means the full moon needs to be in Aquarius. So it's a little educational moment there about how the full moon is... um, determined astrologically, but we know that all of astrology is just an interpretation of astronomy. So, so the opposition, the full moon, those are all real things that happen in astronomy and the astrology is the interpretation of that. I happen to like the astrology, uh, the astronomy of astrology. I like the way the planets align and, you know, I've been going out and looking at Mars. Have you seen Mars? Yes. Yes, Mars and uh, Saturn and Jupiter, right? All three. Yeah. 
Mars and Saturn and Jupiter. Mars is so powerful looking right now. And of course the, um, the moon is very close to it. Yes. So, because, yeah. So we have the moon really, really creeping up on, on Mars. It's probably going to be right on top of it tonight. And because uh, I saw them last night and they were very close. It's in- interesting times to have retrograde Mercury and a retrograde Mars and a full moon on Halloween and the power of the weekend and the coming election. And yeah, think you were a saying lot. something you were saying something to me before we started the show which was something about the moon's energy yes yeah we were just talking about how <clears throat> you know for um halloween uh specifically because we're we're working along that you know um taurus scorpio axis so those two those two signs are really about um kind of possessing my things our things, that type of um, back and forth or that dynamic. And um, with the moon there, we're getting a lot of illumination uh, along those lines. So Halloween this year specifically would be a great time for, um, you know, illuminating what things that we need to let go of. You know, we're talking about possessions, what we hold on to, um, you know, we – cling to what we feel safe with all of that. Um, but the full moon, the light is showing us what we maybe don't need to hold on to so tightly. So it would be a really beautiful time to do maybe even a type of ritual of release or letting go of, uh, because obviously we've, we have already had to do that a little bit, letting go of our daily life, our, our work routines, our, our, you know, all kinds of stuff, um, friends, unfortunately, your family, possibly, you know, all kinds of things you really had to let go of and release this year, our, our hopes for the future, our expectations for this virus ending yeah, for, for tomorrow. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like right. What, yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I experience it still with people. There, there's a strong collective denial about mm-hmm. when it will end and how it will end and when will things get back to normal and that whole aspect of, of our desire to not have too much change put upon us too quickly. We don't really like that human beings. We want it to be more slow and not not to have it be so fast because we don't want to be subjected to the shift. But, you know, the the enormous population that we have right now on the earth is actually demanding that we shift at a more accelerated pace. So this, this thing you said, illuminating what it is that we need to let go of, it's the amazing full moon energy as illumination and letting go Scorpio energy. And it can be uh, possessions, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be at the physical plane. It can, I think be something, Emotional attachments. When you were talking, I was thinking about transformation, which as a Scorpio, I think about a lot in terms Mm -hmm. of Scorpio energy. I'm very aware of that um, in my own, my own journey and the way in which I interact with people as a Scorpio, you're often changing things because it's a part of like the energy that you bring to the table when you interact Mm -hmm. with others is that you create change and it's always important 
for me to realize that what I'd like to focus on is not what is going to have to be lost or let go of, but what it is going to be transformed into, because sometimes Mm. that makes the letting go a little bit easier. Sometimes it's a little little bit easier to illuminate what we need to let go of if we can say, well, this would, letting go of this would transform into this. So whether that has to do with some personality aspect or your diet or your exercise program or just attachments to a belief system, just, just what people believe the, right. The, the way that we're like anchored, tied down, strapped to it's, 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 it's bracing the, the, it's like, it's like a hostage. Like your, your own soul is like a hostage to your false beliefs. And that's something that you can definitely do this week is illuminate that. What bondage are you imposing on yourself in regard to your own freedom, your own liberation, your own desire to go and do and be who you need to be, who you want to be, who you need to be. Um, I know it's really probably far out there, but it, it, no way. It, that's great. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's the whole point of transformation is, you know, I mean, we are the, you know, keepers of our own destiny. So, we are the keepers of our own jail sales too. You know, it's that finding the key and opening it up ourselves. We've had it all along. So part of it is just giving in or releasing or, you know, accepting um, all that. I was thinking too about like ritual and how ritual itself may help in the transition as well. Like for me, um, doing something therapeutic, like I find for sure cleaning is my thing. If I can clean, if I can just get out of my head and meditate and move my body some way, somehow that can start the ritual, the like point in time when you can say, okay, from now on moving forward, um, you can, you know, really just start the process. And then also that makes space for the light to shine in for your hopes for what's new or what you can transform into, you know, if you're really letting go of what was there, that energy that was there, cleaning it out, making a statement to the universe. I am ready. There's space. And then creating the ritual behind that. It's the, it was a beautiful thing that you just said there about, um, ritual facilitates the transition because it creates steps that uh, solidify it for, for us and for the universe. If if we're interacting with the universe on an energetic plane, nothing is, uh, you know, static. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And, um, Yes, yeah, sorry, I got distracted just because I heard like a little weird crickling buzz, and then it and then it disappeared. It was like in the audio. Anyway, I don't know. Hopefully, that didn't get recorded for you guys. I I didn't um, hear. The universe I'm, sent I'm, you something. Um, yeah, it was like weird. It was very much like some kind of crinkling thing. I was thinking about um rituals, and I love doing ritual at Halloween, even if it's just lighting a candle and sitting by it and praying, or um 
or just thinking about this dark time we're going into deeply now the the dark time right we turn back the clock it moves mm-hmm. all the light back to the morning because we need it there because it's getting mm-hmm. dark in the morning and mm-hmm. we, we and so getting up and going to work and you know having people commute and everything in the morning in in the light is better than in the darkness so it's mm-hmm. good to put the light back to the morning but it makes the days feel very short and it makes mm-hmm. the dark time of the year, which is really only goes until the solstice day. Right. And that's when days start getting longer, but you don't really feel that until March. So we still have this six months now, October, November, really going deep down into the dark introspective time of the year and you can feel it. And in, that's something I think the ritual does also is it readies us for the literal transition into this other half of the year, the dark half right. of the year. And that's always been really powerful to me because I feel like we need that. You know, I even do like a fall cleanse where I just do like a certain kind of coleslaw, it's simple, it's, you know, whatever, it's cabbage and sunflower seeds and carrots, and you eat a lot of that, and it really helps, like, scour out your digestive system and, um, and like, create a framework for that, for what it is, like, now that the light is shorter, your body wants a different kind of food. It doesn't really want mm. as much salad, and maybe mm-hmm. it wants a, a little bit more grain, and um, uh, meat, if you're a meat eater, and you know, like the, but there is a preparatory thing that we can do to also, which is also like a ritual, right? Cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really a powerful word here is what are the rituals that we do? And do we even realize that we do them? Because carving a pumpkin is a ritual. Sending your sure children is. around the neighborhood to collect candy is a ritual. It's, Absolutely. It's, Dressing them up as, you know, as different characters or whole different human beings. Right. What an interesting ritual. And those are, those are rituals that are also designed to create transitions into this time of the year when the leaves are falling and the days are colder and um, the pumpkins are ripe, and we're not really going to be harvesting a lot of food. Like, right. It's not like the you know the massive amount of wheat, let's say, that the United States makes, or sunflower seeds that we make in Kansas and Nebraska, or you know, soybeans and all of that. That doesn't grow in the winter. It doesn't matter how mass industrialized our food production is, right? With our huge mm-hmm. combines and they don't grow corn in Illinois in the winter. So like they grow the corn from March to October and then it's harvested and it's done. And that's what this time of the year is really all about. It's like, did you store up enough energy? Did you? And so we, we, we put on the costumes because that, that feeling of, I mean, death is what it literally is, which is why it's Halloween, right? That 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 the ground becomes barren, right? It's like the the all mm. the leaves fall off the trees, and so dried up, a, yeah. Right, it's a symbolic representation of death. Oh my gosh! Uh, which yeah. which winter is not? Winter is a time of introspection. It's a blanket of snow. 
you know, and, uh-huh. and maybe it's a hard time, but it's not, it, it's not death. It's stillness. It's gestation. It's waiting for spring. It's, it's a, it's mm. a limbo maybe at the very worst, but it's not, it's not frost that kills all of your tomato plants and that's it. Mm-hmm. Whatever tomatoes are left, whatever tomatoes are left, that's it. They're done. Goodbye. You know, New Jersey, amazing tomatoes. Great. And, and, <laughs> and every, you know, like that, they, where they grow in different States, you know, like, and yeah. so even if you've got a farm with squashes, let's say that, that can survive the frost, the plants don't. When, when they get frosted, the plants die and that's it. What's left is the squashes, butternuts or whatever, acorn squashes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You've mm-hmm. got to go and pick them up because the vines are all dead. Oh my so gosh. This is, this is a time where you're left with the cumulative energy that you stored during the light time of the year. Mm. And that's it. Now you have to go into a, a kind of inner like limbo purgatory, you know, it's more to be more honest about it. It's just the introspective time of the year. Right. Because, because growth, growth, growth and outward, outward and grow, grow, grow dies. Stops. And, and now we go symbolically into the time. It doesn't mean that obviously human beings don't grow themselves or grow things or grow a company or whatever in the winter. But, um, Corollarily, it, it's not the, the time to do those things. The better time is spring, summer, and early fall. Now is a time to go inward, and Halloween is the, the peak of that. Mm. So having a full moon on, on Halloween is deep because, like you said, it's giving us a chance to have maximum growth going into the time when growth will be shut off. Hmm. Maximum growth. What do you? So you think things will so grow during Halloween? You're saying? I'm saying that like when 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 the frost comes, it's a time where there could be lots of squashes in the field (laughs) instead Uh, of just uh a few, right? Uh Because because you're getting this this the full moon represents maximum growth right it's the it's it's not the waning moon the moon goes from new and it grows 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 to full and mm-hmm. then it wanes and it gets smaller so the full right. moon itself represents maximum growth of this particular lunar cycle and it's mm. happening on the day when everything dies figuratively sure right? sure 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 it's yeah. happening on the day when that frost comes and growth gets shut down. So you have maximum growth on the day when growth gets shut down. This is another way of saying what you said. There's going to be a bright light shining on what it is that you can possibly let go of and transform during this winter. If you meditate and you do a ritual on Halloween, you may discover what you need to do in order to be able to fulfill your goals and destinies in 2021 because that's the whole cycle right now that's why new year new year in you know for like the jews they just had rosh hashanah and Mm -hmm. it starts now back to school it's the new Mm -hmm. year right Mm -hmm. so this is setting the stage right now going down and going in for what you're going to be able to produce six months from now 
so interesting. We're kind of in the underbelly at the moment. We're in like the seedling phase just a little bit, but dormant a little bit, but yeah. Oh my gosh. The, yeah, the, it's, it's the formation and the collecting of the seeds. That's that's exactly what we do right now because the plants are dead. We don't, we don't really plant the seeds yet. Even we store them. Uh We store them. So it's about storage. Yeah. Storage. What are we storing and is it going to come with us into the future? I love that. Storing and restoring. And restoring. Storing and restoring. Oh my gosh. How about that, Gemini? Yeah, I like it. Wordplay. Oh, yeah, that's so great. That's so great. I was thinking along the lines of just how interesting Halloween is in general and, you know, and how so many cultures celebrate, celebrate death. And it's a weird one, but it's, uh, you know, I guess maybe um, not really spoken about, but Halloween is a little bit of a celebration of death, like how uh, American, the American Western culture does it. You know, we have like Dia de los Muertos and I guess, you know, Catholics, the All Saints Day or All Souls Day, but there's not really a recognized one in America. So for Halloween, we're putting on a mask as a, I mean, probably most people don't think about it, but as a way to represent the people that have died or the, the characters in our lives that are no longer coming up with, um, you know, almost making them from mortal to immortal, these, you know, characters that will live on because we put a, a facade, their facade on us for a night. Correct. Mm-hmm. What it is that we get to become. Mm-hmm. It's a part of what it is that we want to be. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. It's really fascinating. Yes. It is fascinating to think too. What what have you you know dressed up as in the past? All your past Halloweens, have you ever dressed up as anything? Or I I always <laughs> I'm sure you yeah you've had a lot of Halloweens. I'm sure you've had some really good ones. Same here, same here. But is that interesting? I dressed up as a, a man one time, one Halloween, just a man. That was it. <laughs> that was just pretty fun. A man. Just you mean like with a tie and a jacket? I had I had red hair at the time, my just regular hair, you know, and I got a red beard, and I had got one of those tattoo sleeves, so I was a bearded, tattooed redhead man, specifically. Oh. I don't. <laughs> oh, a Viking. There you go. <laughs> yes. There's the Viking in you. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. See, you already feel yeah. the connection. Well, they're alter egos. Right. They're alter egos, you know, like whatever, like even look at like my kid and if he wants to be, you know, Pikachu or he wants to be Sonic the Hedgehog or, you know, uh-huh. it's not, it's, they, they represent characters to him, but he still has an opportunity to choose from a variety of them. And he, you know, of like, it's not like there's only one character that he could pick. And so right. the different characters that he's picked uh, are are interesting because they become little mirrors of who he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. All the Halloween costumes that a person has dressed up in in their life. And you know, I think I had somebody once tell me, even like tattoos. You know, with 
people get tattoos all the time, but they do, there's a smidgen of them that does represent them. You know, it's a part of them. No kidding. Yeah. Symbology, symbols, mm-hmm. symbols and, and characters and metaphors. And maybe dressing up like that on Halloween can help us to transform into that thing. But I don't know what that says about all the people that want to dress up like zombie schools and, and hatchet murderers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just want to get in touch with their dark side. That's what that yeah. means. Letting sure. it out a little bit. Exactly. And no yeah, other time I mean, to do it for Halloween. Either right, or you could take a role on a TV show. You could you yes. could come you can come <laughs> to LA and play dress up all the time and be an extra on Zombie Land, and then you can let your inner zombie out all the time. That's also an option. It is. is. (laughs) It is. You know, or you could get cast as, you know, one of the ladies of the court and be attending Mm. to the queen. Mm, Such fantasy involved. Right. Those are, that's exciting, but it, it, it's connections to past lives, future lives, and the way in which we're transforming ourselves in this life by taking on different qualities and energies and becoming those things. I know um, like a few years ago, um, the kid dressed up like Superman and Dan dressed up as Jimmy Olsen and I dressed up as Lois Lane. And we went and the three of us went around to the houses like that. And it was really cute because, you know, Dan had like a little notepad and mm-hmm. I had like a little, a little handheld cassette recorder. And it was <laughs> funny. It was really funny. People knew right away exactly who we were. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Then, and, uh, right hand lady. And it was so cute. It was so cute. Yeah. Yes. Find, find your inner Lois Lane. I yes, like that. exactly. She, she was swank. <laughs> it fits you very well. It does. <laughs> well, That's great. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time I've taken on female archetype before. That one was fun. And we did that as a whole family. So it was cute. It was cute so that cute. we, like, you know, externalized that. But, you know, he's always picked his costumes. He even picked a fireman one year. Mm-hmm. And we went into the charcoal bag. And we like put a little foot on <gasps> his face, and then I went as the I went as the person that he rescued from the building. So I went oh with like my. a torn shirt and <laughs> charcoal all over my face and stuff, and it was really funny, like just to be rescued, be rescued by your you know three foot midget fireman. <laughs> Your hero. He, oh my he was gosh. so cute. He was so cute. Yes, the archetypes that we get to play out just for one night, we really get to do it. And it's so creative, too, as well. It's creative and also, um, you know, has to do with the veil being a little bit thinner than normal. We get to make believe and or believe, actually, just for one night, being somebody different and having our friends be someone different or the people we love be someone different. Yeah. And tapping into what that is again, Mm -hmm. like archetypes and mythology and Mm -hmm. what it is that we need to let go of to become that. Yes. Yeah. 
So fun. So fun. Halloween can be a really illuminating, beautiful time. It doesn't have to be a time of sort of ghoulish, demonic things because it's not only the dark, scary energies that we have an opportunity to tap into that night. There's an equally positive and beautiful force on that side, you know, on that side of the veil, on that side of death. It's, there's, it's not just filled with bad entities. It's Very. filled with an equal or even larger collection of positive, good and helpful entities. And to be a, to be a part of that, that's why in, you know, most costume Halloween costume parties, people are not dressing up like zombies and ghouls and witches and things like that. They, they, um, they do want to take on a characterological identity, right? It still masks you from who you really are. Mm. So the idea, right, that the bad ones won't be able to identify you, but, but at the same time, you get a chance to express something different about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Fun. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to definitely at least light a candle on Halloween and have a really safe one. You know, that's something that's important. Yes. Um, yeah. Meaning, you know, be sensible about what you're doing and where you're going and who you're hanging out with and, you know, ha, ah, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that for mine, I'm going to, you know, concentrate on maybe my thoughts, the, the hopes and expectations I had for this year, letting those go or past, not ones I'm thinking of now, but letting that go, letting the COVID year go a little bit, letting go of um, hangups I have about the life that I have now. Letting maybe go I'll of that. just Maybe I'll just dress up as a wolf and spend the whole night howling. <gasps> okay, I'll be with you. I'll be across town also <laughs> howling. <laughs> Perfect. Listen, signals. Hey, listen, everybody, that's the end of our show. You've been listening to the Inside Connection, and thanks for stopping in here. We hope that everybody has a safe and happy Halloween. Don't forget to vote. Please vote next Tuesday. It's really important. Christina and I will see you here next Wednesday night on the 4th of November at 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a nice weekend. Good night. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.